Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Come on. Come on, somebody. Make some noise. Wow. How's everybody doing tonight? How's everybody doing tonight? I see some of you guys sleeping already. Better wake up. Better wake up. God has something for you. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got something for you tonight. God has something for you. You you know how I know? You know how I know God has something for you? I will. Thank you, Sensei. I know that God has something for you because I walked in here about 6.30. And I saw more than a dozen counselors on their backs, on their knees, just crying out to the Lord for you on your behalf. And that may seem silly to you now, but let me tell you, when I was 16 years old, I got kicked out of high school. And that year, in fact, the day that I got kicked out of high school, I woke up about 2.30 in the morning, and my mom was just bawling her eyes out on her knees next to my bed, asking God to do a mighty work in my life. And I I woke up and I looked at her and I said, what in the world are you doing? Like, Like, you are a crazy person. I thought she was insane. But man, I'm not gonna tell you that God did something great in me because um, I'm not all that great. But he did allow me to see that Jesus could be alive in me, and he is incredibly great. Isn't he great? Those of you that know him, have experienced his grace, man, he is so great. Tonight we were singing a song, and Taco, I'm so thankful that you introduced that new song to us. Um, I've experienced a lot of -of out-of-control moments in my life. Have you ever experienced an out-of-control moment in your life? Maybe you're experiencing one now. Um, Maybe you're experiencing, not not like this very moment, but maybe maybe you came to to camp to get away from it all. Maybe maybe you're thankful that you're here because at home things are just a mess right now. Or maybe maybe you're in a relationship and it's it's just crazy and chaotic. And, and, and life's going to be like that. We, we, last night, I, I read a verse to you from John 16, 33, where Jesus actually made us that promise. He said, in this world, you will experience trouble. And in fact, the, the, the Greek word for trouble there, we don't, we don't even have a proper English translation. Jesus was describing absolute, total, inner anguish, chaos, complete out-of-controlness, That's what Jesus was describing, and he promised you that. He promised me that. And when things are out of control, we've got to have something to hold on to. That verse that Taco saying, this we know, we will see the enemy run. This we know, we will see the victory come. I wish I could tell you that you're not going to ever experience any more pain in your life. I can't. In fact, what I can tell you is that whatever pain you've been through so far, it's probably going to be 10 times worse next week, a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now. The question is, what do you know? 
What do you know? You know what I know? I know that I'm going to see the enemy run. I know that I'm going to see the victory come. I don't know when, and that's what's tough, but I know it's going to happen. Tonight, I want to ask you a question. Last night, I asked you, is it possible to be calm in the middle of absolute chaos? Maybe your answer is yes. Maybe no. If it's yes, you know, it just makes me wonder, like, why do we panic so much, right? If the answer is yes, why do we worry so much about things that we can't control? Uh, But but we're going to get there. But just keep thinking about it. Keep talking to your friends about it. Keep talking to your counselors about it. I, I want you to think about this for a moment. Can you think of a specific time? Don't, don't, don't say it out loud, just in your head. If you got a notebook, write down a specific time when things were completely out of control in your life. Just write it down. Go, go ahead. Take 30 seconds. If you need a piece of paper, maybe ask a friend if they got a piece of paper. Write it down. Can you think of a specific time when things were out of control in your life? Who knows what this is? Oh, who knows what that is? Yes, it's a car. And you guys are brilliant. This is, this, this was my first car, 1985 Ford Mustang. I got it in, uh, in West Virginia in, in December. I, my, my birthday's in December, December 20th. And uh, so on December 20th, five days before Christmas, I got an early Christmas present. My dad drove me up to the DMV, I got my license. And he drove home, and I drove to the mall parking lot in my 1985 Ford Mustang. And I called some of uh, my friends, and they came to the mall, and we started spinning donuts in the mall parking lot. Because, you know, if you know anything about West Virginia, you know what, know what happens in December in West Virginia? It snows. There's ice. So I've got this Ford Mustang. We're doing donuts in the mall parking lot. I'm showing off. I'm bragging to my friends. And then all of a sudden, the steering wheel just starts spinning, and the the, the car is spinning, and things are completely, somebody say it, out of control, crash into one of those massive lampposts in the mall parking lot. I drive it home. I couldn't hide it from my dad. He came into the garage. He sees this vehicle. First day I got my license. Like No 16-year-old should ever be allowed to drive. Some of you are like, no, burn him at the stake. First day I got my license, my dad came down to the garage, and he's like, what in the world? You've had your license for like two hours. What were you thinking And in those moments, we kind of, as quickly as we can, we concoct stories in our heads, right? So I had this six-word story that I'd already pre-planned to tell my dad whenever he showed up into the garage. I said, I said, Dad, I don't know what happened, Dad. Six words. Have you ever said that? I I don't know what happened, Mom. I don't know what happened, Johnny. I don't know what happened. Dad, that's what I said to my dad. Somehow it uh, didn't make my father feel any better. Do you know any six-word stories? Do you have any six-word stories? What's that? You hit a patch of ice. You hit a patch of ice. I hit a, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. How about this one? 
I'm sorry, dog ate my homework. Has anyone ever actually tried that? I've tried it a couple times. Did it work? Man. I'm not sure if that says more about you or your teachers, okay? How about this one? We have to eat hot dogs again? My kids don't say this. I say this. My kids love hot dogs. They eat hot dogs 365 days a year. And I'm like, we've got to eat hot dogs again. What about this one? So embarrassed I couldn't hold it. Yeah, yeah, some of you are like, oh, 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 I get it. This actually happened. Um, a friend of mine, was uh, he was feeling kind of sick. He was in the mall, and he, it, the mall was closing. He ran to where he thought the bathrooms were, and they were locked. So then he runs to the far end of the mall, and uh, he didn't make it. He did not make it. I mean, poor guy. He was sick. He runs to the vehicle, and, and the, like five or six other people, we showed up, and he's sitting there, and he's like, so embarrassed. I couldn't hold it. Have you ever had, would, would you say that that's a chaotic moment? Yeah. You know, like chaos in your pants. That's horrible, right? Yeah. Like, that's absolutely horrible. What about this one? My boyfriend is a real jerk. Have you ever said that? I'm sure that's been said about me a couple times. Not recently, though. I'm awesome. Just kidding. Um, things are out of control. You know what I'm talking about? I want to read you something in the Bible. If you got a Bible, do, do any of you have Bibles with you? If you got a Bible, go to Matthew chapter 8. I want to read something to you. Things are getting out of control here um, quickly. With uh, Jesus was out on the lake with some of his friends. And, and by the way, these, these friends that he was with, they were, they were boat people. They, they knew what they were doing. They were lake people. They were fishermen. They, they, they were no strangers to bad things happening on the water, okay? Um, and and this, is, this is what happened. If you don't have a Bible, you can read it with me. It's up on the screen. Um, why don't you read it out loud? Here we go. Then Jesus, come on, somebody re- re- read it with me. Then Jesus got into a boat and started across the lake with the disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up and said, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Six words. Everyone say six words. So these disciples, these friends of Jesus, they were out on this boat, they were out on this lake, and and they weren't strangers to it. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, this storm just starts rocking their boat. It starts rocking their world. Something that they were absolutely not expecting happened. Have you ever had something happen to you that you didn't expect to happen to you? Yeah. Does it feel good? No, it doesn't feel good when that happens. But, but, but these people, they went to Jesus and they said, they said, don't you care that we're about to drown? We're, 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 we're in this boat and this storm is about to, to sink us and you are sleeping on the boat. And so they made up their own six-word story. They said, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Now, I'm going to tell you a story, and as I'm telling you a story, I want you to think about how you might have felt if you were one of those disciples in the boat with Jesus while 
an incredible fierce storm was raging all around you and Jesus was just asleep at the front of the boat. It started off a beautiful day, kind of like today. It was hot. This is in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Seven years ago, this week actually, uh, what's today, the ninth? So seven years ago, on July 11th, it was an absolutely gorgeous day in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and I was with my wife's family. Um, she's one of 12 children, so big family. Um, several of them are married, so there was about 45 of us or so in this cabin. And this cabin was huge. It fit all 40-some of us. And, man, it was so much fun. Uh, do you remember the, the United States Women's World Cup um, that, that year? So we were watching that, and it was exciting. My brother-in-law, he's from Nigeria. He, um, he, he played soccer in Nigeria. Um, he, he actually graduated from Liberty University. And, uh, yeah, big, big soccer fan, big Liberty University fan. Um, and we were there. We were having a great time. And the, the first day was all about the, the World Cup. And everybody was getting there. His family and my family were the first families to arrive. So we were, we, we were able to check out. You know, they, they had a full arcade in the cabin that you didn't have to put coins in. It was, it was, it was all free. It was awesome. Um, they, they, had, they had a theater downstairs. Uh, so we could go down and watch some movies. That's where we watched the World Cup. And, and it, we were just having a great time. We, we'd go up. Uh, he and I, we, we got in my car. We would drive down to the river. Um, and just kind of think and plan about what the, the, the week was going to look like. It had been a couple of years since uh, we had a family reunion with my wife's side of the family, so everybody was looking forward to it. So CJ and I, we were just driving around, checking things out, and we, we came across um, this section of river where we saw tons of tubers. So we thought, you know what? What if we rented 40-some tubes and we just took our entire family down the river tomorrow. So that's what we did. We rented 40-some tubes. We, we all uh, get in the river, and we're just cruising down the river um, in Tennessee. Oh, my clicker's having craziness. There we go. We're cruising down the river. We get to this one section in the river, and um, it was like this kind of rapid. It wasn't like a class. It, it wasn't big enough to be classed. Uh, I was a whitewater rafting guide in West Virginia all through college. Um, you know, so this was nothing. This was just like basically ripples. And we were, we were having fun, though. All the kids were having a blast. My oldest at the time was about four and a half. And uh, his, his cousin, Cadence, was uh, the same age. And CJ and I, we would, we would sit Elisha and Cadence on our laps, and we'd, we'd go down this little rapid, and then we'd uh, get out, we'd hike back up, um, and then we'd, we'd do it again. And we, would just, we just did that for hours. And we were having so much fun. This is a picture of him. This was taken that day seven years ago. This picture, what he's doing in this picture, he's, he's just splashing water, throwing something at, at me. And um, about three minutes after this picture was taken, I heard this scream from about 100 yards down the river. 
and my brother-in-law, Luke, comes running through the woods, the trail. And he said, Aaron, we need your help. We know that, that, that you know, you, 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 you are a strong swimmer. We, we, we just, uh, we, we can't find CJ. So I start walking through the woods. You know, they, 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 you know, they try to teach you to stay calm, right? Just stay what? When things are out of control, just stay calm. So I'm trying to, trying to stay calm, and, and I see him. He comes up, and I see him, and, and, and I see cadence, and I think, okay, good. But what I didn't know is that he had already slipped off of his tube. When I get to the bank, I see cadence being hurled through the air, through the air, toward the riverbank. That was the very last thing that we ever saw CJ do. He literally saved his daughter's life. A tourist on the bank saw Cadence being hurled through the air, and they run into the water, and they grab this four-and-a-half-year-old girl as CJ just gets sucked under this, under the water. This strong current just took him right under. I see him go under, and I, I dove into the water. I couldn't see very well. It was, it was muddy. It was murky, and this current was strong, and I, I, I swam, and I came back up, and, and, and when I came back up, I, I saw my sister-in-law, Hannah, on the side of the river just wailing. Aaron, you've got to do something. Save him. So I dove a second time, and I thought, man, maybe if I can just grab a hold of something, I can find him. It, it, this was seconds. I knew I didn't have a whole lot of time, maybe maybe three or four minutes before all hope was was lost and and I felt something and something thick so I grabbed it and I, and I hoisted it to the surface and it was just a branch I threw it in the water I dove a third time by this time my my arms feel like noodles my heart's racing I'm not thinking clearly I'm scared I'm a little bit angry I'm confused this was supposed to be a fun family day I look at Hannah, and I'm like desperate, and she's desperate. And she said, can you dive one more time? So I dove in the water, and I swam as deep as I could. And, and I thought, at that time, I'm like, I'm going to die myself. And imagine the guilt. You know, I came back to the surface the fourth time, and I'm like, my brother-in-law is still under the water, and I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about whether or not I'm going to die. Feelings of shame were going through me. Feelings of anger were going through me. Feelings of, uh, of absolute chaos. By this point, there's about 50 people on the riverbank. Several people had called 911. Helicopters were swirling around the river. And I, and I, and I look at Hannah, and I'm treading water, and I, and I really I thought I was just going to get sucked down myself. And she said, Aaron, please. Please, Aaron, just search one more time. Just dive in the river one more time. You've got to save him. And I knew that God does miracles. Do you believe that God does miracles? I know that God does miracles. And she knows that God does miracles. CJ believed that God does miracles. And so I said, okay, I said, I, I, I said, start praying that God does a miracle. Pray that CJ's body just rises to the surface. So, so even the, the people that we didn't know, they just started praying that a miracle would happen. And I dove a fifth time. And I dove as deep and as, as, as fast as I possibly could. 
And I came to the surface, and I still couldn't find CJ. And I swam to the riverbank, and my sister-in-law just throws her arms around me, and I throw my arms around her, and I said this hardest six words that I've ever had to say in my life. I said, Hannah, I couldn't save him. He's gone. In that moment, things were absolutely out of control. It was sheer chaos. And this is the next thought that I had. Where's God in all this? Where's God in all this? In the Psalms, David he said, why, Lord, do you stand afar off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Lord, you know we're about to drown. Why are you sleeping? You ever feel like Jesus fell asleep on the job? Well, you're not alone. You're not alone. I always thought this was an interesting verse to be in the Bible until that day seven years ago when I felt the exact same way. Why are you so far away from us? Why are you hiding yourself in that moment when we need you the most? Now I wonder what's your story in six words? I feel so alone right now. You're sitting in a crowd of hundreds of people. This is somebody's story. Tomorrow when you're at free time, I want you to remember that this is somebody's story. Maybe it's your story. Counselors, maybe it's a camper story. Camper, maybe this is a counselor's story. Have you ever stopped to think about that? My dad cheated on my mom. Maybe that's your story. Almost the entire room full of hands went up last night when someone, when I asked the question, what comes to your mind when you think of chaos? Somebody said, my parents. And I said, man, that's a, that's a real answer. And I said, who else feels that way? And almost the entire room went up, my parents. Or maybe it's my mom cheated on my dad. Sadly, this is all too common and, you know, the wounds cut deep, don't they? 
I just found out I'm pregnant. Years ago when Elisha was born, he was two, three weeks old. Martha and I got a call from a, a lady in our community in Hawaii. And she said, um, my daughter needs to see you. And I, I said, does your daughter want to see us? And she said, yeah, she does. So I said, okay, we'll meet you at the church. I said, um, but before, um, before I head over there um, with my wife, uh, like what's just can you give me a little idea of what's going on? And so I, I got on the phone with her daughter and she said, I just found out I'm pregnant. I said, okay, we'll be right over. We show up at the church. And before we even get out of the car, she's screaming, I don't want to keep the baby. I'm not keeping the baby. There's no way I'm keeping this baby. We hadn't planned on this, but Martha had wrapped Elisha in a blanket, two, three weeks old. That young lady, she couldn't have been more than 17 years old. She looked at Elisha and she said, can I hold him? Martha said, yeah, of course you can. Martha sat down next to that young lady. She held Elisha and we just cried with her for hours, no words, just tears. My best friend committed suicide yesterday. He said, no, Aaron, you're being dramatic. This doesn't happen. Just three weeks ago, ago a young girl in our church and her classmates were trying to figure out how to cope with the loss of their friend. She was an all-star, dancer, cheerleader. Everything seemed fine. It was a sunny day. But she went into her parents' bathroom, grabbed some of her mom's medication, and swallowed them all. They shouldn't have touched me there. Aaron, this is too heavy. I know it's heavy, but this is chaos. This is out of control. And this is not the way it's supposed to be. Maybe a friend right now is sitting next to you is just kind of reeling. Why don't you look at them? Look at their eyes. We're all out of control. Life is out of control. This is out of control. This is absolute chaos. We live in a fallen kingdom. We live in a broken world. Sin has crept in and permeated every facet of our society. Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Maybe that's how you're feeling tonight. Why are you hiding from us? Why can't we find you in all of this chaos? 
where's God in all this? But I want you to see something here. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have little faith. And then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. You know, that night my brother-in-law drowned. I remember driving home from the hospital where they had taken his body. It was about an hour and a half drive to the cabin where we were staying. And man, this was the second day of vacation. We were there for another eight days. Do you think any of us wanted to stay in that cabin for eight more days? We were just trying to figure stuff out. We were driving home. I remember feeling so many different emotions. I remember feeling just not knowing what I was feeling. When we arrived, I just kind of stood on the porch there by myself, and I I just felt completely helpless. And I remembered something from the book of Isaiah in the Bible. The Lord just kind of brought it to my, to my, to my mind. And so I grabbed a Bible and I, I looked it up and I read this verse. It was in the year King Isaiah died that I saw the Lord and he was sitting on his throne. But just a little bit of background, King Isaiah was a good king. And he had... He had led the nation of Israel for over four decades. In fact, the history books tell us that King Isaiah led Israel to its its best years of economic prosperity. And then he died. And when he died, it was absolute chaos. The kingdom was out of control. And Isaiah, the prophet, who was supposed to be the spiritual leader, he had no idea what to do. So you know what he did? He went to the temple. He went to where God was. And when he, when he got there, he sees the Lord seated on the throne. God wasn't running around panicked. God wasn't running around frantically trying to figure out who to put on the throne of Israel next. God was seated on his own throne. When an earthly king died, the heavenly king was still sitting on the throne. And I thought, wow, on the day CJ died, I see the Lord seated on the throne. It didn't make me feel a whole lot better in that moment. Chaos was still pounding in my chest. My mind was still reeling out of control. I was oscillating from anger and frustration and confusion and, and, and trying to help my sister-in-law and be there for her like it, it, within like seconds. It was just like this, this race car of emotions going through my body. But God was seated on the throne. And here's the thought that I just want to leave with you tonight. And like I promised you last night, like, I, there's, no, there's no pithy answer, answers to these questions. Like, there's no, there's, there's no easy remedy to this chaos. There's Jesus. Like, there's, there's just Jesus. 
There are some things that you just have to know. You won't know everything. You won't understand why. Seven years later, I still don't know why CJ had to die. He was 34 years old. He was the father of five children, at the time under nine years old. He was a good husband. He was a godly man. He loved the Lord. He made sacrifices for the Lord, for his family. Why did CJ have to die? I still don't know. But I do know that God is still in control. I do know that on the day your dad walked out, God was seated on the throne. And I do know on the day your boyfriend cheated on you that God seated on the throne. And I do know on the day that you cheated on your exams and flunked out of school that God was seated on the throne. And I do know that when that person took advantage of you, God was still seated on the throne. Does that make you feel any better? Maybe not right now. Maybe not right now. But when things spin out of control and you don't know what to think and when you don't know what to feel, you've got to hold on to something. Because at the very least, you have to admit that things are out of your control. Would you at least agree with me there? I mean, I couldn't save CJ. Could I do anything to control that? That that was completely out of my control. And this is what I want to leave with you tonight. Nothing's out of control. Things are just often out of my control. And that's chaos. And that's trouble. And that's pain. And that's hurt. That's life. Heavenly Father, Tonight, we're just leaving this chaos in your control because it hurts. It hurts so bad. It hurts when our parents yell at us. It hurts when our siblings tell us they hate us. It hurts when our teachers don't believe in us. It hurts when nobody wants to sit with us. It hurts when we're at free time all by ourselves. It hurts when we feel like we're different than everybody else. It hurts when we don't understand why we are the way that we are. It just hurts. And God, something inside of us tells us that it's not the way it's supposed to be. That it's not the way that you want it to be, that it's not the way it has to be. Tonight, Father, just help us to cry out to you. Help us to remember that you're still on the throne, that even though the disciples thought Jesus was sleeping, they forgot that Jesus was in the boat. 
And God, when we feel like Jesus is sleeping and when we feel like you're far away and when we feel like you're not doing anything about our pain, help us to remember that you are in our boat, that you are right here, that you are in our midst, that we will see the enemy run, that we will see the victory come. This we know. We don't know a whole lot, but we know that. And we know that in this world, we're going to have trouble. But in you, there is peace because you have overcome this chaos. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.